Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Leviticus 27. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would want to give things, our time, our money, to you, and that we would see the opportunities. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Leviticus 27. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, When a man makes a vow according to your proper value of persons to Yahweh, if your proper value is for a male from twenty years of age up to sixty years of age, then your proper value shall be fifty shekels of money, according to the sanctuary's shekel. But if it is for a female, then your proper value shall be thirty shekels. And if from five years of age up to twenty years of age, then your proper value shall be twenty shekels for the male, and ten shekels for the female. And if from a month of age up to five years of age, then your proper value shall be five shekels of money for the male, and your proper value for the female shall be three shekels of money. And if from sixty years of age and above, if a male, then your proper value shall be fifteen shekels, and for the female, ten shekels. But if he is poorer than your proper value, then he shall present himself before the priest, and the priest shall set a value on him. The priest shall value him according to what the person who made a vow can afford. And if it is a domestic animal from which they present an offering for Yahweh, all that he gives from it for Yahweh shall be a holy object. He shall not replace it, nor shall he exchange it, either good with bad or bad with good. And if he indeed exchanges a domestic animal with a domestic animal, then it and its substitution shall be a holy object. But if it is any unclean animal, from which they may not present an offering for Yahweh, then he shall present the animal before the priest, and the priest shall set a value on it, either good or bad, as the priest sets your value, so it shall be. And if he indeed wants to redeem it, then he shall add a fifth of it onto your proper value. And if a man consecrates his house as a holy object for Yahweh, then the priest shall set a value on it, either good or bad, just as the priest sets a value on it, so it shall remain. But if the one who consecrates it wants to redeem his house, then he shall add a fifth of your proper value's money onto it, and it shall be his. And if a man consecrates some of his property's fields for Yahweh, then your proper value shall be in accordance with its seed requirements. A omer of barley seed for fifty shekels of money. If he consecrates his field from the year of jubilee, it shall stand as your proper value. But if he consecrates his field after the jubilee, then the priest shall calculate the money for him according to the number of years that are left over until the year of jubilee, and it shall be deducted from your proper value. And if he indeed redeems the field that is consecrated, then he shall add a fifth of your proper value's money onto it, and it shall stand for him. And if he does not redeem the field, and if he sells the field to another man, it may not be redeemed again, and the field shall be a holy object for Yahweh when it goes out in the jubilee. Like a devoted field, it shall be the priest's property. And if he consecrates for Yahweh his acquired field, that is not the field of his inherited possession, then the priest shall calculate for him the amount of your proper value until the year of Jubilee, and he shall give your proper value on that day 
as a holy object for Yahweh. In the year of Jubilee, the field shall return to the one who bought it from him, to the one whose property the land is. And every proper value of yours shall be in the sanctuary's shekel. The shekel shall be twenty geras. However, a man shall not consecrate a firstborn among livestock, which belongs as firstborn to Yahweh, whether an ox or small livestock. It is for Yahweh. And if it is among the unclean animals, then he shall ransom it according to your proper value, and he shall add a fifth of its value onto it. And if it is not redeemed, then it shall be sold according to your proper value. However, anything devoted that a man has devoted to Yahweh from all that he has, from human or animal, or from the field of his property, may not be sold, and it may not be redeemed. Anything devoted is a most holy thing for Yahweh. Anyone devoted who is devoted from human beings cannot be ransomed. He shall surely be put to death. And any tithe of the land, from the land's seed, or from the fruit of the trees, is for Yahweh. It is a holy object for Yahweh. And if a man indeed redeems from his tithe, he shall add a fifth of its value onto it. And as for every tithe of cattle, or of the flock, all which crosses under the rod, the tenth shall be a holy object for Yahweh. He shall not inspect between the good and the bad, and he shall not exchange it. But if he indeed exchanges it, then it and its substitution shall be a holy object. It shall not be redeemed." These are the commands that Yahweh commanded Moses for the Israelites on Mount Sinai. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. We've reached the last chapter of Leviticus. In the previous chapter, Yahweh went through the blessings and the curses if they kept or did not keep the covenant. So it seems like an ending. But then we get this extra chapter. So this is sort of an appendix. It seems that God didn't want to end the book with the curses. We find the same thing in Deuteronomy. So this chapter talks about vows that people make. These are free will vows. People are not required to make these vows. We can relate this to pledges people make to a cause today. So a nonprofit organization will have a pledge drive to raise funds for a project. Now today, generally people pledge money, although sometimes they will pledge stocks or even a car. In this case, he starts with pledging a person. So God gives a standard amount of money that they can give in place of a person. They didn't have standard coins in those days, but money was in weight of silver or other precious metals. The shekels mentioned here are probably silver measures, although you could have shekels of gold or other metals, since it is a measure of weight. Scholars estimate a shekel would be about two-fifths of an ounce, or a little over 11 grams. The amounts here seem to be based on the amount of physical labor a person would be capable of. So the highest value of 50 shekels would be for a male between the ages of 20 and 60. The lowest value would be a baby girl less than five years old at three shekels. In each case, the female would be a lower amount, so assuming the valuation is based on the ability for physical labor, That makes sense. These are not a valuation of the worth of a person. We know that everyone is valuable as a person because they are in the image of God. Then Yahweh says, if the person making the vow cannot afford the standard rate, then the priest will set a value that the person can afford. Next, he describes dedicated animals. If it was a clean animal, 
that could be offered as a sacrifice, then they couldn't buy it back. It was given to God. If someone tried to swap another animal in place, then both animals belonged to God. If the animal was an unclean animal, like a horse, then the priest would set a value on it, and if the person wanted to buy it back, they could, by paying the amount that the priest valued it at, plus 20%. If someone vowed a field to Yahweh, then they could count how much seed it would take to plant the field. For each omer of seed needed, the field would be valued at 50 shekels. But then they would also take into account the year of Jubilee. So if they were halfway between Jubilee years, then it would be only 25 shekels per omer of seed. Then if the person wanted to redeem the field, they would have to add 20% to the value set on the field. Scholars estimate an omer to be at about 58 gallons or 220 liters. If someone vowed their field to Yahweh and then sold the field to another person, then in the year of Jubilee, instead of the field going back to the family who originally owned the field, it would go to God, and the priest would use the field from then on. If someone vowed a field that they didn't own originally, but they had just bought from someone, which was really more like a lease until the year of Jubilee, then really, they only owned it until the Jubilee anyway, so they just had to give the money equivalent to God. Yahweh then explains that they couldn't vow a firstborn animal, because God had already declared that every firstborn animal belonged to him anyway. Then he says that if something had already been declared as devoted to God for destruction, it cannot be bought back. We see an example of that later in the book of Joshua, where everything in Jericho is devoted to God for destruction. Yahweh says that anything that is selected for God as the tithe must be given to God. It sounds like they would send their animals through a gate and every tenth animal was for God. They didn't get to choose which ones. And when it was selected for God, they couldn't substitute a different animal. And now for a deeper dive. Vowing a person probably seems a little odd to us. But actually, there is an example in the Bible of a person being vowed to God. Hannah vowed her son Samuel to God. So after Samuel was old enough, she brought him to the tabernacle, and Samuel served God the rest of his life. So, here is a way to vow a person, but then pay an amount of money to redeem them. The values placed on the people may bother us, but they seem to be based on the amount of physical labor a person could do. Today, we are not quite as used to physical labor as they had to be back then. But even then, physical labor was not the sum total of the value of a person. Someone over 60 is valued lower than someone under 60 here. But hopefully, a person over 60 has gained some valuable wisdom that they could help the community with. So we should not treat these numbers as the actual worth of a person. It seems odd to me to vow a person to God. But maybe that is because we are used to valuing everything in dollars today. So we would not think of pledging anything but dollars to a charity today. Some people today call their donations to a church a tithe. But actually, a tithe in the Law of Moses was more like a tax. It was a set amount. But then, these vows are something above that. They were not required. They were just done because someone wanted to make a donation to God. Sometimes, they would make it because God had done something specific for them. Other times, they would just want to give something to God. And God hasn't specified an amount for us to donate today. So, in a way, all of our giving is a free will offering. 
But we shouldn't think of our offering just in terms of money. Our time may be more valuable than our money, or the use of the things that we own. Giving someone a ride to a Bible study is a simple way to donate to God, or inviting someone into your house. There are many ways and things that we can do for God if we have the desire. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.